Hi, listeners, and welcome to My Holland Update. I'm Marianne Manderfield, Public Information Coordinator for the city, and today our guest is our city manager, Keith Van Beek. Welcome. Hi, Marianne. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, it's been a while, so welcome back. I, I hope the, miss, the, the listeners miss me. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Okay. So today we're going to talk about a big project, Waterfront Holland, that, has start, that started back in 2017. Fast forward to today, 2023, we've got a vote, um, a city election on May 2nd. So we want to talk a little bit about where this project has come from and how we've gotten there for, for today. Um, so take us back to 2017, and where did it all kind of begin? How did it begin? Yeah, so Waterfront Holland is a really big idea, and it's a really big community engagement project that we worked on. Um, and really, it asked the question of the community, what possibilities and what gaps and what opportunities do we have for our waterfront Holland. And it really started because we knew that the JDY plant, the James D. Young Power Plant, was decommissioned Mm -hmm. because we built our new Holland Energy Park on the east side of town. But what we didn't want to do is just take a look just at the JDY plant and say, what could we do there? We broadened the framework and we wanted to define our waterfront Holland as being everything from Windmill Island Garden all the way to Hines, including Collin Park. Right. Okay. And one of the interesting facts that we, you know, uncovered and we knew, but we put numbers to it, is that over 80% of the property on the water in that area is already in public hands. That's amazing. I'm not sure how many people really realize that when you think about it. That's quite a bit. Yeah, because Windmill Island Garden, mm-hmm. Window on the Waterfront, right. Van Brocht Park, right. mm-hmm. and Collin Park are all, by far, you know, those are large pieces of property. Sure. So it wasn't necessarily that we needed to get more property on the water. It was really more about... How do we connect our downtown to the water? Sure. How do we get more meaningful public engagement with the water? How do we connect all those places in a really logical, um, you know, way that the public can walk along the water and be connected to different spots that are connected on the water best as possible? Mm Mm-hmm. And then really bring more amenities to the water. Um, So we did lots of different projects. Marianne, we've talked before, and I know the community knows what we're doing in North Downtown, in 6th Street, and Window on the Waterfront, and the Ice Rink. Mm -hmm. But today, the ballot question that I know that you want to talk to me more about is really that question on May 2 of... Can the city be enabled by the public to sell two parcels? And those two parcels are the former JDY site on Pine Avenue, Mm -hmm. which I think everyone is pretty familiar with. It's where the former 
power plant is. And where Santa Claus used to climb up the, the Yes, stack. that, that <laughs> still comes back all the time, right? And then that second parcel is that small park parcel mm-hmm. between Verplank's dot company and Boltworks. Right. Okay. And it's interesting on the ballot, the technical address of that parcel is on Collin Park Drive. So there's some confusion yeah, potentially. Yeah, and some people are like, man, I can't picture where that parcel is. Mm-hmm. And that really just goes way back in time that technically the the address of that parcel is Collin Park Drive. But I think most people will readily recognize that as being what was the former Tool Works parcel. We, we, we still kind of refer to it here at City Hall. Okay. But it's that narrow parcel that the city purchased and has been holding for an opportunity like this between Verplanks and Boltworks. Okay. So on May 2nd, that proposition is asking voters to decide whether they want to sell that property, those two pieces of property. Those two pieces of property. Mm -hmm. And I, I really refer to it as enabling the city to sell those parcels, but then... It picks up where um, the city for, um, with Waterfront Holland, that five-year process, Mm -hmm. um, we did first an RFQ, which is a request for qualifications, Mm -hmm. where we went out and asked development teams to say, hey, are you interested in taking a look at the JDY site and other waterfront opportunities that we have? and we qualified three development firms that wanted to take a closer look at our opportunities. But then ultimately, we did an RFP or a request for proposals phase. Mm-hmm. And in that phase, local developer, GDK, development company, um, who I think a lot of people are familiar with, have done a lot of projects in the greater region. Sure. And including that 8th Street development between River and Pine Street, Mm -hmm. um, they submitted a concept that really does what I think the community refers to as the land swap. Right. And that land swap is that they worked with Verplanks and got Verplanks um, tentative agreement um, in their concept that... um, Verplanks would actually move to the JDY site okay, and would consolidate their operations and really be then between our two other industrial waterfront property owners, Brewers mm-hmm. and Padnos. Okay. And then where Verplanks would move away from would be combined with that other small city parcel. And then that would become the development site for a new um, concept that GDK has put forward. Okay. And with all of that, though, if if the vote passes, the public's not going to lose any waterfront access. No. Into what, into what they have today. Yeah, right. and, you know, the, the mayor has said it well. Um, even though you would have less public property, mm-hmm. Um, on the water. When you take a look at the properties right now, the public's never been able to go out to the water at the JDY site because it's been an active 
power plant site. And more recently, there's still, you know, we've kept it fenced off. Mm -hmm. And it's between those two other industrial users. Verplank continues to be a private property. Mm -hmm. So um, actually, in this development proposal, um, GDK is very clear in what the community has said in Waterfront Highland that even though it would be a private site, it would secure and would have significant public access on the site. So the mayor likes to say that actually um, it increases waterfront access and it definitely increases the type of water amenities um, that are available because the GDK concept um, really brings all kinds of new um, waterfront interaction um, in their proposal. Right. So it's it's not necessarily that it's increasing it. It's making more available to the public. Yeah, it definitely makes it more available. But mm-hmm. really, when you take a look at JDY historically not being access to the water, right. it actually brings more access to the water than right. what is currently. So... Another big question is, will this potentially raise taxes for residents? No, it doesn't raise taxes on the residents. And in fact, it bring it would bring a new tax base to the city. And what would happen is that we use this thing called tax increment financing, mm-hmm. which actually would capture the new taxes that would be generated because you have um, new development on sites. And that, that capture of that tax element not only pays to help um, build the development, but more importantly, it pays for the public infrastructure both on these sites and also, we believe, supporting new public amenities off the site. So um, it actually absolutely does not increases increase taxes on residents. And in fact, it helps pay for things that otherwise the city won't have the money to um, add into amenities that are available for the public. Sure. So it's giving, it would give us the ability or would give the city the ability to put in those infrastructures for the public. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So one of the interesting kind of side effects here of an example of public infrastructure that would be paid for Mm -hmm. with this is that if Verplanks would move to the JDY site, um, one of the things that all those waterfront property users have talked about and, and are excited about is that they would have an internal service drive between Brewers and Verplanks in the middle and then Padnos. Mm -hmm. So truck traffic right now, largely comes into town from the north side. Right. But then when it leaves town, quite a bit of that truck traffic um, goes downtown. Right. Goes right through. (laughs) And a lot of us that walk downtown and visit downtown or work downtown know that during portions of the week, there's quite a bit of truck Mm -hmm. traffic downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, As a nice side effect of this proposal is that that service drive then, um, what we would do is we would change some public infrastructure in the street network okay. so that when trucks leave those sites, 
um, they would actually go up probably 4th Street. Okay. And we'd put traffic lights both on Pine and on River. And then when they got up to River, they would kind of have a controlled left turn green light, and they would actually exit the city going north also. Okay. So a side effect of this proposal is we firmly believe that truck traffic downtown and really in the city mm-hmm. would would significantly decrease. Sure. What um, that's that is a big bonus, potential yeah, bonus. It it is. It's just yes, a, it a nice quality of mm-hmm. life thing, and um, we recognize, and this proposal recognizes the value. And the reality that those waterfront property use, um, users have a long history here in, in the mm-hmm. city. Absolutely. Um, the, the value and the business, you know, proposition that they have of being on the water um, as a port mm-hmm. and using barges both to bring in product and take out product from Padnos. Um, but this really consolidates all those users in a more logical way sure. and then has the benefit of um, handling the traffic that comes to that site also um, better than what it w- is right. today. Right, sure. So within this GDK proposal, can you talk about that a little bit? Because the Waterfront Holland really, and, and you stated this in the very beginning, has all stemmed from quite a bit of community engagement from the very beginning. And their proposal has those guiding principles and the visioning statement in there that was collected from community input. Yeah, so city council, when they voted, and by the way, council voted unanimously to put this on the ballot on May 2, Mm -hmm. um, we had planners that helped us with putting together the Waterfront Holland vision and guiding principles to begin with. But we also had them take a look at the RFP concept proposal that GDK put put forward. Mm-hmm. And those planners then held up the GDK proposal against the vision and guiding principles of Waterfront Holland. Mm-hmm. And they provided that report to council and said, this aligns this aligns pretty well with what the community said we were looking for. Nice. Um, so as it related to access to the water and connectivity and walkability and really being responsibly responsible from an environmental perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think what's key for the community to realize is the ballot doesn't ask about all those details. Right. And it doesn't say exactly where is a building going to sit or how tall is it going to be or how are you going to guarantee um, that public access into the future. Right. The ballot only asks, are you okay with us selling these parcels and then enabling the city to work with, in this case, GDK? Mm-hmm to do all the detailed work that is necessary. So GDK would still fully be responsible to submit detailed plans supported by things like a traffic study and all of the environmental work that they need to do at the site. Mm -hmm. And then that would be submitted to the city and would go before the planning commission that would have 
multiple public hearings. Sure. And then the public would have the opportunity to come in and review those details and make comment on those details. So there is a lot of work still ahead of us, mm-hmm. but that only is possible um, if the community decides that this is something that they would like to see. Mm-hmm. And again, because of the charter requires a 60% approval rating. That's important to note. It's a 60% of those that vote on May 2 um, level or threshold mm-hmm. of saying yes. So it's not just a majority. So if, if that threshold is not met, then this whole proposal gets set aside and there isn't a plan B. Okay. Um, you know, we we asked for multiple proposals, but this was the only proposal that came forward. So there isn't a there isn't a plan B. Okay. And there real there isn't plans either, and there isn't money for the city to go in and do something else on these parcels. Because it needs the developers, the tax base of the developer. Yeah, that tax base mm-hmm. of the new development really is what's leveraged in order to um, put the amenities um, that in this case are great because they're amenities that are open to the public sure. um, and really um, in the concept re- really speaks to what the community said they were looking for in the Waterfront Holland process to begin with. Way back in 2017, 2018 and all those community engagement sessions. And exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So May 2nd. So May 2nd is the question. Yes. Um, we understand that there's lots of work ahead of us mm-hmm. if the community says yes on May 2. So they need to go to the polls? Yes, and we encourage, we, we want to hear from the community. Certainly, um, you know, this has been a long pr- process, mm-hmm. and it certainly wouldn't wrap up immediately Um you know, and be done on May 3, certainly. Right. Um, there's, there's lots more work to be done, but we're at this crucial juncture right sure. now where the public holds, holds the future right. for this proposal. A little bit of a fork in the road. I think that's a really good way to put it, Marianne. Mm-hmm. So if people have questions or they want more information, uh, they can go to waterfrontholland.org. There's quite a bit of historical information on there, and that will continue to be updated as we get more information and exactly. Available. So the city, mm-hmm. the city only puts out informa- information only right. as to what the question is and mm-hmm. what that would enable the city and the BPW to do. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it asks again those two parcels would you enable the city and the BPW to sell sell those two properties. Mm-hmm. And then we have been presented with this proposal from GDK um, that then they would have a lot of work in front of them to go through that planning commission yes. process. Um, and then the uh, city planning commission and city council would have the ability to evaluate that moving forward. Um, and then with public input, Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the process that we're looking at. And that that would be a multi-year process. Oh, sure. And but again, just... it all starts on May 2. Right. 
And that's just as any other developer comes in with a proposal. It's that same course of action. Exactly. And some people, you know, I've asked, well, why, why wouldn't you have them do all of that detailed work first? And really it's because there's the time and money involved mm -hmm. with doing all that detailed work really is prohibitive for a developer to do that all only to find out, right. oh, nope, the community isn't supportive right. of, um, you know, even doing the first step. Right. Um, someone described it to me like in commercial real estate, um, you get an option on a parcel of property mm -hmm. and you get that option for a period of time to see if you can bring a project together and get it approved from your local municipality. Mm -hmm. And then if it's approved, then you finalize that option and then you go ahead and build. Um, and if it's not approved, then you didn't fully purchase that property. You just gained control of that property for a period of time to see if you can actually get a development approved. Okay. So that that's probably a logical equivalent yes. of what mm -hmm. this ballot question asks. Okay. All right, so May 2nd, folks can go vote and decide what they would like to see in the future of this project, and they can find historical information, and the ballot language is on waterfrontholland.org. That'd be great. We, that. we encourage the community to get involved, to stay involved, and make your voice heard. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Keith, and until next time, this has been my Holland Update. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.